Welcome back to Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, the number one Game of Thrones podcast in the realm for people who party like Tyrion and slay like Daenerys, brought to you by Grand X Media. I am Ross Bolin, uh, still here at No Limit Studios in Austin, Texas, with my co-host, Barrett Dudley. Hello. Happy Monday to everybody. Very exciting. It's Tuesday, you you blithering idiot. Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Look, you don't the, even know what day it is. I anymore. don't. I really don't. You've it's, slipped off the calendar, it, dude. D- not, all the days are the exact same to me at this point. I honestly feel the same way a lot of the time. Yeah, like, I mean, during I the can, middle of the yeah. week, I don't know what day it is. Yeah, it's just it, that's just the way it goes, and uh, you know that doesn't change how excited I am to be here. And uh, you know, I know that the the clam fam has been waiting uh-huh, uh-huh, for, the, for this announcement that we have to give today. And I'm excited that that you're letting me break it on air right here, uh-huh. in, in the light of the well seven? the seven yes yes of course but in the light of everybody doing all of these rewatches now and again we will be doing the night's rewatch again <laughs> sixty episodes sixty days one episode one podcast per day get ready it's happening what if we, we really did that. <laughs> What if we really did? People would lose it. First of all, we'd lose our minds and we'd have to be uh, heavily medicated. But yeah, no, we're not doing that. Just I, I'm, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. All these fakers and fascists that are doing their rewatches just now, shame on them. But also tell them about our show if you know someone that is just now doing a rewatch, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, this episode of Oysters, Clams, and Cockles is brought to you by Lisa. Everybody has the right to rest. The key to getting your best rest? The right mattress. Meet Lisa uh, with two awesome mattresses, accessories, and bases for better, deeper rest. They have the all-foam Lisa mattress. It's new and improved, featuring cool LSA 200 foam for enhanced pressure relief for side sleepers. uh, Or rest on their Sapira hybrid mattress, the perfect combination of foam and spring for pressure relief and edge-to-edge support. This is actually the version, the Sapira, that both Barrett and I own uh, separately, of course, and uh, I could not more highly recommend a bed. Uh, The Sapira by Lisa is incredible. It's the most comfortable bed I've ever owned. I love it. It's like a member of my family. It means the world to me. And uh, Barrett, you want to say anything about yours? Um, I just, I sleep so cool. Every night, cool sleeper. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm the epitome of cool when I'm in this mattress. Perfect temperature. And if you're not in the same mattress, you're probably not as cool as I am. That's probably true. Yeah. So get yourself a Sapira. Lisa's mission is to provide a better night's sleep for everybody. From day one, they set out to create a company with heart, and that's why they donate one mattress for every ten they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention, and to date. They've donated more than 32,000 mattresses more than one to more than through more than 1,000 nonprofits, including uh, one mattress to my Mimi, who's in a memory care unit with Alzheimer's, which I very much appreciate. So don't miss Lisa's President's Day sale, Clam Fam. Get 15% off any mattress for a limited time at lisa.com slash dragon. Use the promo code dragon. dragon. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash dragon. dragon. Promo code. Dragon. Exactly. Uh, real quickly, Barrett, there's a little bit of news I wanted to touch on before we dive into some hotline calls. I wanted to talk about the Game of Thrones Bud Light collaboration that took place during the Super Bowl and get your thoughts on yes. what could only be called a commercial. Yes. The, well, there's a lot of things happening in Game of Thrones universe right now. Yeah. There's the Bud Light commercial that I did not know was happening. Indeed, but, I didn't either. But then we're also very close to the Adidas collaboration. Also, ultra, the ultra also boost. on our list to talk about today. Yeah, okay. All right. So let's do it now. Well, well, so yeah. so so I, I have very mixed feelings about the Super Bowl commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, 
first of all, I certainly understand that like immediate knee jerk reaction of like, how could you possibly, how could you do this? Sure. Okay. But like purists. Yes. Yeah. Like don't like, don't sully our, I mean, I get our game of Thrones with this. But you you and I have touched on though, how season seven, they essentially decided like, all right, like we're on top of the world. We've got the most watched program in history. It's time to go Star Wars style with this motherfucker and franchise the fuck out of it. Yep. And that's what they're doing. And, and it's the last season, man. We got six more episodes and they're basically like, Throwing their chips in the air and just being like, "Fuck this, watch me dance." And I, but and the thing they is are that I touched, like about and they it, are doing the Deion Sanders all the way to the end zone. Yeah, and it's I respect and I respect that. I really do too. And and the more creative ways they can introduce uh, moronic marketing that will appeal to all of the idiots out there uh, that need that without revealing any actual sure, show footage. Yes, exactly. Let's fucking go, baby. I, I'm all in. Yep, I was going to add that as well. Like if the trade-off for not getting some type of like revealing trailer right. is that they do a Bud Light commercial, fuck it. Then I'm down with that. The other thing is this was not you know, you probably maybe you're thinking that I'm being hypocritical here cuz I was so 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 critical of the Ed Sheeran cameo, uh-huh. but that was in an episode. That's a totally different monster. This was a this was a thirty second commercial during the Super Bowl. Like, there's a massive difference. Between... It didn't take me out of the show because right. it wasn't the show. Right, exactly. Like, the, if Jamie Lannister, you know, pops on screen in episode two and says "dilly dilly," then we'll have then I'll have beef. That's a problem. But yeah, but this was here's the you know here's another thing that I thought about. Uh, the thing is. Bud Light, when they started that campaign, that they they were profiting off of the popularity of like Sword and Shield shows, most notably Game of Thrones. Of course, of course. So riding the coattails. Yeah, exactly. So I kind of liked that Game of Thrones was like self aware and hip enough to kind of get in on to it. get in on it. Yeah, I, I also had that same thought. It was like. They're almost benefiting from your image anyway. You might as well get jump on the train and and ride it to yes. some more publicity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I I'll be honest with you. I don't I don't understand people who are upset by the Bud Light commercial. Uh, I was upset for about twenty seconds because I missed the commercial, <laughs> and then uh, the game sucked. It couldn't hold anybody's attention. I I missed a lot of commercials, and I was pretty high. So anyway, I missed the commercial, and then I saw an Instagram post of the dragon flaming the dragon pit and I was like what the fuck like we, it's like what the fuck is this fucking spoil and uh Klein who was at, at the Super Bowl party that I was at was like dude it's it's from the Bud Light ad and then it took me and him an additional five to ten minutes for him to fully get the message across to me that this was not show footage that it was in fact just for this Bud Light commercial as a gimmick and that I was fine and then I calmed down but uh I still haven't seen the commercial and I, I don't really have any interest in, in seeing it, honestly. I saw the footage, of, or the, the still shot of Drogon blasting the dragon pit, and I was about to blow somebody's head off until I found out it didn't matter. Oh, so you haven't even seen the whole commercial? No, no. So do you even know that they like do the mountain, the mountain, do you know the mountains in it? No. Yeah. Yeah, see, I need to watch it. You should watch that. <laughs> okay, I'll watch it. He does the head pop. No way. He head pops the Bud Light Knight. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Damn, dude, they killed the Bud Light Knight? Yeah, the mountain. Yeah, skull, skull pops him. Uh, well, I don't. I mean, probably not. What if but... McDonald's had the, the the mountain just skull pop Ronald McDonald? Wouldn't that be concerning? <laughs> you kill off your own mascot. That's a fucking weird move. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, they still have they still have the dude that you know the 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 king guy. What's next? Ramsey's gonna rape the Burger King king. I I, it, I hope not. I don't know. Some somebody he might. Hey, if you work in uh, advertising, you should throw that idea out at your next big meeting. Uh, as a as a commercial and you're gonna get fired just for as a warning that's a terrible idea don't throw that out let's talk about the shoes let's talk about adidas uh game of thrones collab so they have released the full game of thrones times adidas is it (laughs) i always say times when i see the x game of thrones adidas collaboration uh the full ultra boost collection has been revealed there are six shoes uh they're all Different enough to where you could literally buy every single pair of them, uh, with the exception of maybe one or two. Can you li- can you tell me the names of these six that we're looking at? Um, or what each of them is supposed to signify? Yeah, so Does each one is like a different house. Or hold on, I'm 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 the particular image I have pulled up won't let me zoom in, which sucks. House Targaryen, 
There's one for House Targaryen. There's one for House Stark. There's one for House Lannister. There's one for the Night's Watch. There's one for the White Walkers. And there's one for the Targaryen's dragons. Okay. Uh, along with color schemes that are representative of these pivotal figureheads, each creation boasts a phrase or sigil from each. The likes of Winter is Here for the menacing White Walkers, Hear Me Roar for the debt-paying Lannisters. Uh, other special details include Game of Thrones branded custom insoles, as well as one final house-specific detail underneath each tongue, whether it be by way of a phrase or a signature crest. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, they went I'm all looking, in. I'm looking here, and I'm looking at these at them now. Yeah, the winters here ones are dope. Uh, there are a few a few pairs of them that are super cool. Winter Wh- is coming. Winters, winters here is the White Walker. Winter is here is the White Walker. Yeah, yeah, that is pretty. That's pretty incredible. That's a badass colorway. But I, I I like the Targaryen one, the Hear Me Roar as well. But I'm a big fan of red, so there's a. You know. That no, that's the uh, that's the Lannister. I'm that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah, the Lannister yeah, yeah. one. Excuse yeah. me. Excuse me. Um, I I personally I, I think the White Walker one is probably my favorite, but I really like the Night's Watch mm. one. That that one has has my name on it. But I do. I think the Knights, the the uh, the White Walker winner is coming. One is the Knights Watch best. one has a different toe than I've seen on any other Ultra Boost. That, yeah, that's kind of why I like it. it it's it's it, got something a little bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit like the OG black and white, but it's got a different feel to the the uh, top sole, and then there's a different. The least interesting is by far House Stark. Uh, Fire and Blood is not good. Uh, this is just the the OG. It's like I already have this two iterations of this all white Ultra Boost. I don't need one that has the fire and blood tag on the back. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the White Walker one is dope as fuck. <laughs> that makes me th- I have to get this shoe. That's the only one that I feel like actually obligated to get. Now, here's what he, I, I will be curious. What do you think the hype around these is? Like, are oh, these it, are these instant sellouts? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think For so? Sure. Yeah. yeah, I think it's been substantial enough to where. It got a lot of people. This is genius. It's an incredible. Another example of them selling out as hard as they possibly can, but with companies that are going to make legit products. And these are badass shoes. Like Ultra Boost are the most comfortable running shoes that have ever been invented. That's no longer up for uh, debate. At least not unless somebody's come up with something new since then that I'm not aware of. And these are pretty cool designs, and they pulled in a shit ton of Game of Thrones fans who otherwise probably would never get into the sneaker game. V- very good point. And yeah, Ultra yeah. Boosts are the best. Starter step, first step into the sneaker game. Anybody, for, they're so easy, Barry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, you know this as well as I. They're, they're the one that brought me in and that, that started my sneaker collection that has now uh, run out of control and is ruining my life. But I love this. I love this. We've been looking for. We've known about the collab for a long time. Adidas Game of Thrones. But, yeah, but now we're finally getting you know the big info. Yeah, like it looks like there's going to be a release date uh, for each individual shoe coming. Oh, they're already giving us the season. Uh, spring 2019 for for all of them. You know it will be tight. Six shoes, six episodes. They <laughs> drop one, they drop one per per episode. I bet you that's what they end up doing. This is all so well done yeah. and, and tied together. Anyway, let's get into the hotline calls. Eight six six four three clams is our hotline number. You can call with questions, takes, theories about season eight, uh, constructive criticism about the show. Again, eight six six four three clams. We've pulled out pulled out uh, ten calls from you guys today. To run through, uh, here's the first. Hey, Clam fam, this is Hugo from California. I got a little uh, Clam fam correction. Uh, in Winds of Winter, when you were talking about the one of the biggest reveals, that's how Joy, when we find out that Jon Snow is actually Lyanna's son, um, you said that he is not a bastard. He was born of uh, the love of Rhaegar and... Um, Liana, at this point, we actually don't know if it was out of love because everybody's been saying that he captured her and he raped her. So, at this point, most of most of us were thinking, "Oh crap, this is an actual." He's still a bastard, except uh, he is the bastard of Liana and Rhaegar. He's actually John South, not John, or was it John Sand? Whatever the fuck they call him in the South. Um, instead of Jon Snow. So, yeah, uh, keep it up, guys. Love what you do, and can't wait for Season 7. Bye. All right, this kind of keeps happening where people are still not fully grasping. This has all been ironed out, folks. We're, n- we're no longer in the camp of figuring out whether or not uh, Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen were married by force or if he was, uh, she was a captive. That is no longer up for debate. There's no longer any theories. Surround- we, it's been... 
it's been laid out for us. We Brand took us back to watch them get legally married. Uh, Jon Snow is not a bastard in any way, shape, or form. Well, I guess it depends. I don't know if there's a rule about her getting pregnant before they were married or well, if they the, were. Well, the, the caller was saying that it, on, the initial, uh, on the initial reveal, mm-hmm. we don't technically have the information. Not yet, no. About the marriage. Not yet. But I, I think that it was... For me, anyway, it was already spelled out. Well, he, that, he had that, guys guarding that her. That was that that was horseshit, anyways. It didn't feel like a hostile, bad group of soldiers. Yeah, we guarding. We, it, plus, it it already it already been alluded to many times that of course. like that like that there was a lot of smoke or what is yeah, it? a lot of fog around this whole story. Right, situation. That maybe Liana and Rhaegar that like you know that whole thing was a little bit more. Mutual, he'd, uh, it was yeah. It was know. more mutual than than people thought. In fact, it was entirely. In fact, mutual, it wasn't. Yeah. Yes, and so so yes, you're tech the you're technically right that that he could still be a bastard on that initial reveal. But oh, I think we kind of knew deep down that he he was not right. So, and then since then, and since then, yes, no, been he's all not, the he way is, ironed right. out. Uh, and that's but there are people who are still confused about the whole Liana and and Rhaegar thing. Like it's okay. very clear cut. They got married by choice. They were in love. Uh, they annulled legally Rhaegar's old marriage. They legally got married. The whole thing was above the board, if you will, at least with the church's blessing. Uh, who knows? If he just probably forced that priest to do whatever. But uh, or at least that's what I would have done. Uh, but anyway, that that whole thing has been solved. Next call. Hey, this is Chris from Wisconsin. I am halfway through the Winds of Winter podcast and i just want to call out ross for forgetting the name of hogwarts it's really uncool man you know i i just don't know how you can forget something like that it seems like a staple anyway keep doing you okay people ride my ass for forgetting things uh listen up i smoke weed uh and i also have more entertainment and pop culture jammed into my brain than like 99 percent of the planet so cut me some fucking slack when i have a brain fart the whole, that's why Barrett and I's relationship works so well. He doesn't have brain farts on names, right? I'm terrible with names, even names of schools. The fact that I forgot the name of the school in Harry Potter is thoroughly embarrassing. I've seen each movie literally <laughs> 10 times. Uh, that is just a sign of like, maybe you need to cut back on the ganja a little bit. But not all of us can be Barrett. Uh, I have gotten substantially better over the years, though. Like, if you remember back to the first episodes Barrett and I ever recorded with Veronica... I forget every character's name. You like didn't know any character names, right? I was like, "What's the guy Snow? What is it? Snowflake?" That what's one his, dude, he's like, you know, he's like all handsome and got that curly long hair. I'd be like, uh, "All right, you know, he's kind of scruffy looking, not well kempt, <laughs> uh, bearded." You're like, "Dude, that's all of the characters." I was like, "Yeah, it was awful." So I've gotten a lot better, uh, and I, I'm going to show off in season eight. You're going to be proud of me when it's all said and done. You're just going to be wheeling, dealing. Dictionary of names. I'm gonna be a name dropping son of a bitch. You're you're gonna say every time you say a name, you're gonna say first last name, where they're from. Yeah, house house sigil ha- name sigil uh, and tagline. And, yeah, and shit. yes, and yeah. house words. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck y'all all up. You'll be so y'all be sorry. Next call. Hey, this is Eric from Tennessee. I was just calling. I'm wondering, and I'm hoping this is ha- this will happen. Is Sam becoming some kind of like magical wizard dude or whatever or brand helps him do that i want to see that happen i hope it does and that's all i got holla clam that was a tight ending admit it yeah yeah he's he can do his own dj sounds well executed clam hype horn uh that we never that's invented by him right there that's he he, he's also one step away from just having like a perfected cleveland accent from family guy yeah he is he really (laughs) is very that was the closest we've ever had to cleveland calling in right what was his question or his take oh wow um do i have to play it again you have to play it again i'm gonna gonna play it again i'm gonna play it again here hey this is eric from tennessee I was just calling. I'm wondering, and I'm hoping this is ha- this will happen. Is Sam becoming some kind of like? Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah. Uh, what is kind of my first question? But then also, I like the idea of of Sam is another one of those characters that's very much up in the air for season eight as as far as what his involvement's going to be. Sure. 
We know he's done a lot of research. He's brought some things to the table. He's also ignored some incredibly important facts that he later figured out were important, uh, like the fact that Dragonstone had all that dragon glass. Anyway, we don't know what he's going to do in season eight. He's not a fighter, right? Sam's not going to be on the battlefield wielding a sword. That would be, uh, or at least we hope he's not. That would be meaning they were in like the most dire straits possible. Uh, so he's got to contribute in some way, and he has mentioned in the past like how he wanted to be a wizard, or he thought we, like that would be so fucking dope or whatever. I, I am wondering if he will learn something, some skill set to contribute in the way of violence, uh, if if that's the right word, like, or if he's just going to be off screen or off away from the battle doing science shit or what? I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think that he's going to be a wizard. Yeah, I mean. Maybe not. Like, what, the, I, what do you mean, wizard? That we don't have any wizards. Here's what. Here's what I could. That's true. We've never met a wizard. Uh, he's okay. So he left the Citadel, but that's because he's he's transferring. He put his he put his name in the transfer database, and he is going to get a red shirt, and he's going to go to Hogwarts. You're a wizard, Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's going to do. He's transferring. Season eight is actually Sam at Hogwarts. Yeah. So that, and then he because they find out that he actually is half wizard. AKA a uh, mudblood. Mudblood. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Racist. <laughs> Racist. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how he contributes. He, I, you know what he's going to do is fill like the Kyburn role for Danny? Uh, expecto Patronus. Or he'll yell out Expecto Patronus and ruin the whole series. And, and we'll all have to find <laughs> something else to talk about on this fucking show. <laughs> that could very well happen. A quick word from Hims, a new wellness brand for men. Uh, here's a problem. of men lose their hair by age 35. That is two freaking thirds, uh, substantially more than half of you that are men. You're going to lose your hair by age 35. And the thing is, once you start to notice hair loss, it's typically too late. It's easier to keep the hair you have than it is to replace hair you've lost. So you got to ask yourself, uh, do you want a bald spot to just pop up up top, or do you want to do something about it first? Do you want your hairline to start creeping back on you and receding, or do you want to be proactive? Uh, why do guys always turn to weird solutions or just do nothing when you can turn to medicine and science? That's where 4 comes in, a one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. Hims connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. These are well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Uh, no snake oil or shitty gas station behind-the-counter pills or anything like that. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions. And my favorite part about Hims is far and away, there's no waiting room. There's no awkward in-person doctor visits. You save hours and money and time by going to forhims.com. It is incredibly easy. You just answer a few quick questions, take some pictures of your head. A doctor will review and prescribe you uh, the products that you need, and they'll be shipped directly to your door. You don't have to go to the pharmacy. Again, saving a ton of time and money in the process. Uh, a clam fam, you get a trial month of Hims for just $5 today, right now, while supplies last. See website for full details. This would cost you hundreds if you went to the doctor or pharmacy. Go to 4hims.com slash dragon. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash dragon. 4hims.com slash dragon today. Next call. What's up, guys? Dan from North Carolina. I'm doing my own little, like, second rewatch, and I just came across a fact that I just, I guess I need some clarification on. Uh, the Cersei prophecy is about her three children, Tom and Joffrey and Marcella. We all know that. But what about her first child with a Rob, uh, with Robert that dies that they reference in like the first, like you know, for a few seasons of the first. Fuck, I'm gonna call back. Nah, dude, you don't have to call back. You got enough of your question into where we we know what you're talking about. Uh, Barrett. I couldn't remember if this was ever resolved because it's an issue that got pointed out the second that we saw the episode with Cersei receiving the prophecy from uh, that witch lady in a cave or a igloo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the issue was brought up that Cersei has admitted that she lost a child uh, during childbirth or afterwards or shortly after or whatever uh, at one point with Robert Baratheon. And doesn't that kid, shouldn't that like come into play with the prophecy? That that whole thing kind of just becomes muddled. Isn't part of the prophecy that all the kids have like hair of gold gold or something? Gold will be their crowns, gold their shrouds, their sh- I believe yeah. is the uh, phrase. But I don't know if the crowns is referencing that they'll each be king, uh, which is not the case. So it has to be their, their hair that that's referencing. Uh, Marcella, for instance, did not have a crown at any point. Yeah, I think that that's a reference to them being blonde children. And then having gold shrouds because they're 
loaded. And Lannisters. And they're all going to die. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, here, and also, here's the other thing. The part that has not been resolved. Which is, is her is, being... Is that original child actually Gendry? Oh, yeah. That's an interesting point. Uh, I mean, it's entirely possible. That would be a strange twist, a hard one to pull off. I don't know if they can now go back and be like, just yeah. kidding, Gendry's mother wasn't a whore that Robert Baratheon drunkenly fucked. It's Cersei. Right, well, I mean, we only... That could easily have been just, like, swept under the rug. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. Shout out to Benioff and Wise, Cersei. I guess it's... I guess why would that kid be, like... Like, maybe Cersei didn't want that kid. Maybe. Maybe, maybe she didn't want Robert's child. It's it's possible. She only wanted... Her, but he her, has, bro- her brother. But child, remember when children. Ned researches all this in the genetics book, and he's like, "Hair of gold, hair of gold, blah blah blah, hair of black." Like he figures out like the every Lannister kid has gold hair. Yes, and and Gendry is a, is a brunette, like a dark haired brunette. So maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I buy into that. Yeah, because he's because he's a Baratheon, not a Lannister. But Cersei's a Lannister. So her yes, genetics but, would be up in that shit, is what I'm saying. Oh, so it's not no, Lannister on but, Lannister loving. No, so, no, no. What 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 he is saying is that it, they're looking at like the Lannister children versus Baratheon children. Okay, and it's like all Baratheon kids from their fathers get the dark hair. Okay, and all Lannister kids from their fathers get the gold hair. Got it. Okay. That's more what they're. Say. Yeah, I do wonder if we'll find. I mean, it it feels like it would be a waste of time to get into the origins of Gendry at this point. Yeah, it probably doesn't matter at this point. But right. but I think that the prophecy remains that it's the that they're talking about those three children that are from her ancestral relationship: Joffrey, Tommen, and Marcella. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Next call. Hey Ross, this is uh, Griffin from Athens, Georgia. Big fan of the show and the Ross Bowling podcast. Just calling for a quick uh, couple epi- couple episodes behind, but um, this is from The Door, season six, episode five. Uh, y'all were talking about how just uh, Summer just instantly died, and it was kind of the way of the producers getting another wolf just off the show, which I kind of agree with, but I also saw it as kind of symbolism that Summer has officially ended and winter has officially begun. Um, so kind of just a little symbolism they threw in there. Thought it was kind of cool. Let me know what you think. Um, again, big fan of the show. Thanks. Yeah, I have officially come 180 degrees around on that final scene between Arya and Summer, uh, her dire wolf in the forest on Arya's way to Winterfell, where she tells her, uh, like, I'm coming, I'm going home, girl, come with me. And Summer says, like, nah, and we have the that's not you line and all that. Originally, I thought that was a bogus scene. And I thought it was just a way to write Summer out and so that we'd never have to see her again. They wouldn't have to spend any more CGI wolf money or whatever. But the thing is, if you look back at the storyline as a whole, the dire wolves did play a huge part. And maybe they weren't on screen all the time, but even off screen, what they symbolize is is still there. Uh, and it's the Starks and the, and the Stark children majorly impacting the entire fucking world around them and, and kind of symbolizing their importance to the history of Westeros as a whole. So the way this unfolded for me originally, I just kind of took it the wrong way. I looked at it in the wrong light. I think it was cool. I mean, it was like, it was better than giving us nothing. You know what I'm saying? It was like, at least we got... This cool moment between Arya and her dire wolf that is now fully grown and running her own pack out mm-hmm, in the forest, mm-hmm. in the wild. Arya is now, a f- I mean, fully capable of taking care of herself individually, uh, going home to defend her homeland. And to run with her pack, And run as with it were. her pack, as it were. Yes, very well put. And it's, I, I, I think it all, it fits really well when you, in hindsight, like it, it aged well for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that, feel the same that, way. yeah, 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 and that's why that's why after season eight, you and I have agreed to go get matching massive direwolf tattoos on our backs. Yeah, you know how uh, that dude that worked for Trump has Nixon tattooed in the middle of his back, <laughs> Roger Stone. Yeah. You and I are going to get in the same exact spot. Yes, uh, just yes. an individual direwolf head. We'll, we'll each pick one. Yeah. Next call. It's good, Clan Fam. It's your boy Tyler from CT calling in just to address a couple things he brought up between evil factor between Ramsey and Cersei uh, and Ramsey's bad hood rash shit with his friends. 
I think it's just he's pure sadistic, obviously. Not I think. That's just an obvious fucking fact. He's all about causing the most pain possible and being sadistic. He does have a code, like you guys mentioned, with Battle of the Bastards and Ramsey and John. But Cersei has no code. She will do whatever it takes to gain power and gain a foothold. And I think that's a really fun little uh, differing factor between the two of them and probably two of the best villains we've seen on this show. Just wanted to throw that out there. Thanks for all you guys do. Love the pod. Peace out. Tyler. Shout out to Tyler Nation. Tyler Nation was absent for a little while. It was. Uh, it's and good to be back. Yeah, yeah. So it's, yeah. We're Ni- still the nice, biggest. nice to hear that you guys are still out there. Yeah, we're still representing the, biggest the show Tyler podcast in the and world. Re- and representing uh, your, your nation of Tylers. Yes, exactly. Uh, I, we hate to be at a dead horse with the Ramsey and Cersei comparisons and combo, but I honestly just really love the, the comparison. I love their dynamic. So... As characters who never even really fucking interact. Um, does Cersei have no code now? Because that's what his uh, you know, conclusion is, one of the things he says on his call. That Cersei has reached the point of no code by the end of season seven. That she no longer has any holds barred. Uh, that she's a Ramsey-esque. I, I don't know if I completely, I don't know if I know, I, I just don't know if I know yet. I haven't made a decision. Like, does she have any remnants of the Cersei that was family and only family matters? I mean, of course, she was screwing over anyone and everyone else that wasn't family the whole time. But with Jamie's departure, the loss of all three children, uh, it's going to be weird because she's also pregnant. So how do you have no code anymore and just be totally, you know, a evil mad woman on, on the loose uh, but also she's about to become a mother again. It's just a weird situation. Or is she even really pregnant? I guess we don't know that. The whole thing is just going to be interesting to see how Cersei balances uh, pregnancy. Also a hormonal Cersei. We've never seen her pregnant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She could be completely on. You've been around pregnant women. It's a difficult, you get super emotional, all kinds of hormones pumping through your body. It's chaos, which is a ladder. Maybe Cersei will use the pregnancy chaos ladder to climb to the uh, top of the. She's already on the Iron Throne. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I I don't really have I don't have a ton to add there. Uh, but she's a bad woman. But do you think she's all the way broken? Oh yes, one hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. A quick word from our sponsor. Green Chef, a USDA-certified organic company with meal plans including uh, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart-smart, lean and clean, keto, gluten-free, and omnivore. That's crazy. Uh, It's Green Chef. They let you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. These recipes are quick and easy with step-by-step instructions, chef tips, and photos to guide you along. So if you're a moron in the kitchen like me, uh, Green Chef makes everything incredibly easy with these step-by-step instructions, and and especially the photos if you're a visual learner as I am. Everything is hand-picked, delivered right to your door. The ingredients come pre-measured, perfectly portioned, and mostly prepared. And with their wide variety of high-quality, clean ingredients, you can feel great about what you're putting into your body and how it got to your table. Um, we, I got my first Green Chef product uh, last week. It was it was like Southwestern beef chili, I believe, and it was incredible. It's nice eating something that tastes good and I know is not just like eating my insides uh, like most of the garbage that I tend to put into my body. This is good stuff. You, Clam Fam, get $50 off your first box of Green Chef by going to greenchef.us slash dragon. Uh, you will see at the top, Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, Game of Thrones podcast. Friends, sign up today, get $50 off your first order, and you'll see a little Get Started button. You click on that, and it will walk you through uh, everything you need. The number one meal kit for eating well at Green Chef. Go to greenchef.us slash dragon and use that promo code dragon uh, today to get 50 bucks off on Green Chef. Next call. Hey, guys. It's Troy from Brooklyn. Um just wanted to shout out an RIP to one one. Also, um, wouldn't it be just the worst job if you had to be the one to drag that dead body out of Winterfell? A, drag him out of there, and then B, you would have to build or dig him a grave. And that's not just a six-foot grave. That's like a 20-foot grave. Uh, just wondering what you guys thought about that. 
You know what the first movie that ever made me think about like cleanup did, from a battle wait, was? Was that all about? Did he say R.I.P. to one one? Yeah, and one one. How, the giant. how did they bury or how did they? What did they do with one one? Yeah, and yeah. who who would have had to have dragged his body out of the mm-hmm. gates of Winterfell and then found a place to bury his giant ass? Well, the good the good thing about Westeros, both north and south of the Wall, is that there is just a plethora, many to choose from, of just lots of different options of massive hauling chains. Uh-huh, that's very true. You know, we, we, see, we, we see that when they when they pull Viserion out yeah. of uh, the freezing cold frozen lake uh-huh. and they just suddenly have like these massive, massive uh, hauling chains. The best part about those hauling chains too is that they have a mystical power to them. Uh, they automatically attach, attach to, to the body. They, yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. even need anybody to do that. Exactly. You just, yeah, they just yeah. magically go... Right. And they tie around him. Yeah. So yeah. that. So I expect that that the people in Westeros just, you know, they just said, oh, we'll just grab some of those hauling chains, and they just like threw hauled some chains on him and hauled his ass out of there. Well, the yeah. other thing you're forgetting, like, not body disposal in Westeros. You're like, yeah, goddamn, the Battle of the Bastards must have been, must have been a mess to clean up, and nobody talks about it. You have to clean up after these battles, uh, but they're just burning all these bodies. It's more more than anything. It's the smell, the stench of it that I imagine yeah. is quite. Yeah an issue and like the smoke in the air and the ashes and shit like that's fucking gross and they're having to burn every single body to present prevent right, them from right. becoming members of the army of the dead or whatever so that's the part that it's like ooh. and i can only imagine what the cleanup is going to be like for the battles that we have in season eight we already know season eight is going to be pretty battle intensive uh it, it has no choice it has to be and it's it's going to be nuts to see how many people and members of the Army of the Dead and White Walkers, uh, we lose. Right? Indeed. Yeah, mm, indeed. Next call. Hey, this is Brian from Gaysburg. I'm just recent listening to the recent podcast. You guys were saying Jon Snow never kills anybody he's supposed to. Well, that's not actually the case. In Season 6, Episode 3, Jon Snow kills actually all the traitors. Um, he had the opportunity not to kill him, but he still decides to kill him. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah, Jon Snow does go from not killing Ygritte the first time he's supposed to, from being a boy who's incapable of doing what must be done, to a man who can. That's the that's the transformation of his character. He killed the boy to let the man live. Remember, kill the boy, John kill the boy, Jon Snow. Let the man live. What was that dude's name? Aegon. Egg. Uh, no, that was Amon. Amon. Egg. Egg? Is that you? Egg? Egg? That was good. Yeah. Uh, Amon, Amon, actually, uh, George, old George Martin, he pulled that name from Amon. Noted early 2000s R&B songster, uh, Amon, who did the song, you'll remember, uh, Fuck You. Oh my God. (laughs) No one has ever made that connection before, ever, until just now. That's how deep we... Pop culture references are what we do. Which, by the way, that is just a flaming hot track. That is an incredible song. Yeah. Uh, some people have just that one banger in them, and then they fade off into the distance and die of heroin or whatever. That guy's one banger was really a banger. The greatest breakup song arguably ever made. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, it's fuck it, not fuck you. Fuck oh, it. Par- fuck, fuck it. Parentheses, I don't want you back. I don't want you back. Yeah, that was, I mean, I, when I got broke up with in high school. Uh, Fuck you, you hoe. I don't want you back. Yeah, that's, that, how, that's, uh, that's, that's how exactly how it sounds. You yeah. you could be mistaken for him, <laughs> honestly. Honestly, God. Yeah, uh, I don't remember how we got onto, the, onto that. but that, Well, because he has the same name as uh, oh, yeah, Maester yeah, yeah, Amon. Yeah, great song, great song. And it inspired Maester Amon. Who's yeah, exactly, exactly. And of, see, uh, you'll Egg. see, you'll note, if you search for this guy on Spotify, what George did is he just flipped the two letters. Uh-huh. So Amon Singer is E-A-M-O-N. Uh-huh. Amon the Maester is A-E-M-O-N. Clever girl, George. We're <laughs> on to you, though. We're on to you. My dad actually got very upset with you and I, Barrett. Uh, he, he even texted me. He was so upset. When we were talking about egg, and we never took the opportunity to make an and joke from Arrested Development <laughs> and tie it in. And I'm sure there were a lot of people listening who were like, Oh, here we go. Here comes another Arrested <laughs> Development joke from these two morons who can't stop making these fucking references to their shows. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then we never did, and my dad was, like, heartbroken by that. So we apologize. Uh, y- you know, we'll, we'll try harder. Well, we'll I, be better. Okay, I blame that on the fact that I actually have not done a rewatch in several years now. 
of arrested of arrested but yeah. it is actually it is it's next up on my list because i've i've done o- over the last few years i i have rewatched parks and rec i've rewatched 30 rock and i've rewatched the office yeah. all seasons and so arrest development's next up on on the list it's as ann is the plane on egg's face <laughs> There's your there's your line, Dad. I, I pulled one out of my ass. I did not look that up. It's from strictly from memory. Barrett can attest to that. He's sitting next to me. Yeah, yeah. Straight uh, off the dome. Those are freestyle. Exactly. Next call. Hey guys, um, Madison here from Lake Charles, Louisiana, and I just had a few points about the Reigns of Castamere episode. Um, in the very beginning, when Rob is talking to his mom and showing her his battle plans. Knowing what we know now about him already being betrayed, it's really interesting to see that when you look at the pieces on the map, the Stark Wolves are facing the Lions of Lannister. Behind them are the flayed men of House Bolton and the twins of the Freys. And technically, looking at that, the Starks are already surrounded by enemies. So knowing what we know now, just watching that scene was even more gut-wrenching from the get-go. We just knew it was not going to end any differently. So, um, secondly, don't know if it's really accounts as a clam fam correction, but Arya did officially take the Hound off her list when she's at the House of Black and White. She um, is trying to tell her life story safe, and every time she gets caught in a lie, she, like, whacks her with a stick because she's just a bitch. But that's a different story for a different day. So she keeps saying that she hates the Hound, and she keeps getting hit. And eventually she tells the truth. She doesn't hate the Hound, and she has officially taken them off her list. And thirdly, the tower that Bran and company are in is actually, I'm pretty sure it's the windmill that John and Egret saw earlier a few episodes ago where they had that really good chemistry and we're really lovey-dovey. And they see the windmill, she asks, asks if, it's, if it is a palace. And it's just, I always thought that was really neat how Game of Thrones tie, brings everything full circle and ties that in, that that's where they were really lovey-dovey. And that was also where John and Egret fell apart and he ran away. So um, just those little tidbits, and that's all I got. Hope you all have a great week. Thanks. What a wealth of knowledge. Lots with, lots of uh, stuff in with that. With two that great call. observations and a correction. Yeah, I really like the the one about the Starks already being surrounded by enemies. That was very, uh, and that was, you know, I mean, that type of thing does not happen on accident. That no, was, that's brutal foreshadowing. Yeah. And it's one that I've never noticed uh, until I listened to her phone call. And then obviously I went back and looked at the photo of the map. And yeah, it's uh, right there for you to see kind of. And, and it's it's just brutal foreshadowing. And then obviously, yes, Arya did take the hound off her list at the House of Black and White. It was kind of just happened so quickly that you almost forget that what what happened there because you're just getting hit with a stick over and over, and it's incredibly distracting. Um, and then yeah, the windmill that John and Egret a few episodes a few episodes before had chemistry or whatever that she asked if it was a palace and made jokes about like I only wear clothes from the finest threads in Land or whatever the fuck she says. Uh, it's the same windmill where they they fall apart, and she ends up having to fill John up with a couple arrows, and he mm. uh, murders their warg, and the whole thing. It's just kind of cool. It's another example. Wait, but uh, who's at that place now? Bran, Bran, and uh, Hodor, and uh, Mira, and whatever her brother's name is. R.I.P. They're all in that tower. Oh, that when windmill, they're the windmill. Yes, that. Yeah. 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 But I mean, it's just all the same windmill. A lot happens right around there, and at the same time, as John and Egret's fallout happens, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they spend they spend a su- substantial amount of time hiding out in that windmill, more so than it feels like on the TV show. Uh, we got one more call. Here it is. What up, Clam Fam? This is Big Tony from Pleasant, California. I just wanted to clarification you may clear this up in a recent podcast but i was confused to where or how did sir barristan go from fighting with Rhaegar targaryen most loyal man he knew to fighting for and being on the king's guard of robert baratheon the enemy so uh yeah Good to hear from you guys. Uh, can't wait for the season to start. Uh, let's go Raiders. <laughs> Man, what a weird way to end the last call. Uh, let's go Raiders, clearly from very early on in the football season. Now, here's a, I got a question. Did you did you pull – is this an old, old call? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I rolled through like – so I was kind of picking at random uh, from over the past eight months probably. Okay, because here's the thing. We do we do answer this 
in like season one, episode three. Do we really? Yes. Well, look at us. What was the answer? Well, we t- we talk about how, or or, may- or maybe it's later. Maybe it's when. No, no, no. It it is in the. It's in season one. We talk about this in the rewatch. In the rewatch okay. on the night's rewatch. I brought this up actually because I I was saying it's interesting that he was. Rhaegar's uh, in Rhaegar's Kingsguard it was and then Robert obviously kept him on yeah and I do remember you you specifically talking yeah about and this we and we are. basically just decided that like uh, you don't you don't have a choice you don't let a guy like Barristan Selmy go because no. it's too good of a Kingsguard he, and he's also as a member of the Kingsguard like he's a pretty fiercely loyal guy to the role to the job and to his oath yeah don't for sure. uh, don't forget he even though he's like he has to be uh, Joffrey's Kingsguard, right? He's pissed when Joffrey lets his ass go. Oh yeah, he's real upset. Like he's he strips like strips off his armor and spikes it. He's basically like, I've been in the game for three decades, and this is how you're going to treat me. Yeah, like he served multiple kings. He was just he was just a badass, and and you don't let you don't let that guy become a free agent. Look what happened. Absolutely not. Yeah, George R. R. Martin really makes a point about the whole. Uh, the concept of secession and certain s- squad members rolling from party to party. Varys does the same thing. Danny calls him out for that. Uh, you you know the fact that he served multiple kings on complete opposite sides. That's just the game. If you're one of these guys like Jamie has now served f- a few different iterations of of Kingsguard, including two of his own kids. If you're in there. The, the next guy who takes over, if he decides you're going to be part of his team, he doesn't kill you and you don't escape, you're going to get the same fucking job or something similar to it. You kind of just have to roll with the punches. Like, uh, of course, Barristan is one of those guys that he got stuck with the prior administration, didn't really have a choice but to roll with every single person who ended up on the throne because everyone wanted to keep him around because he's such a badass warrior, like Barrett said. Like, the dude was incredible. You don't let him slip through your fingers and go fight for somebody else. He's one of the best in the world, most fearsome warriors there is. You don't you don't just let him walk away. So I think that's sufficiently answered. So now a word from Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brushing our teeth, and yet most of us still don't do it properly. Quip is a better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers uh, that was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. It has sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough on your sensitive gums so that you're not hurting yourself because most people brush too hard and some electric toothbrushes are too abrasive. It even has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you to switch sides uh, so that you get a full and even clean because up to 90% of us don't brush for a full two minutes and don't clean evenly. And it has a multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and unmounts to slide over your bristles for on-the-go brushing. It's fantastic for uh, travel obviously declutters your sink or cabinet and makes traveling with an electric toothbrush even easier. Quip does not require a clunky charger. It runs for three months on one charge. And my favorite thing that I love about Quip is how brush heads are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 because three out of four of us use bristles that are old, worn out, and ineffective. That is no longer okay, uh, Clam Fam. Take care of your teeth. Get yourself a Quip. Those are all the reasons I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash dragon right now, you get your first refill pack for free, totally free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill, refill pack free at getquip.com slash dragon that's going to do it for today's podcast we appreciate y'all clam fam for listening uh for everybody who called the hotline 866-43-CLAMS is again the hotline uh are we doing another one of these before before season eight comes up i think we are we, we most certainly we are, most yes. certainly are so 866-43-CLAMS again is our hotline number and again you can call any time of day or night it's a voicemail if you mess up just hang up and call back it's no big deal uh, you can ask questions, leave constructive criticism, drop theories about what you think is going to happen in Season 8, uh, interesting facts or tidbits that you may have dug up that we never covered. Whatever you want, the, the hotline is there for you at your disposal, 866-43-CLAMS, and we will be pulling at least 10 calls, probably closer to 20, for at least one more of these episodes before uh, between now and Season 8. We are scheduled to record again two weeks from today, nice. February 19th. Okay, so, so that's when you'll get your next episode, and we will do uh, even more calls 
on that one. We would very much appreciate it, Clamp Fam. If you have not already, if you would rate and review this show, specifically on Apple Podcasts, uh, even if you listen on Spotify, if you listen on Stitcher, if you listen on SoundCloud, that's cool. We don't care where you listen, but we do care where you rate and review because specifically Apple Podcasts is not only the largest podcast platform in, the, in existence still, it's the place we can get the most exposure. So when you rate and review, we climb the charts, more people see uh, Oysters, Clams, and Cockles, and can join the Clam Fam, and the bigger the show gets, obviously the cooler stuff we can pull off as far as guests go during the Season 8 run, and uh, which we're very much looking forward to. So rate and review on Apple Podcasts takes 30 seconds, 5 stars, write 2, 3 sentences about why you love OCC, uh, tell your friends and family about... The Night's Rewatch, for everybody out there who's doing a rewatch now, we have an episode of the podcast for every single episode of the show of Game of Thrones, just specifically from the angle of rewatching. And then we also have season six and seven available for anybody who's watching for the first time and just now getting to six or seven, so tell them about that as well. Uh, We're out. Barrett, you have any parting words? Where can people follow you on social media and hear more from you, Barrett? Um well, you can follow me on my personal social social media accounts at Barrett Dudley. You can also listen to my other podcast. It's the Club Cool Podcast. Club Cool. You can follow that on Instagram if you want to see what we're all about. It's at Club Cool Pod. And speaking of Club Cool Pod, just one more touch on those Adidas sneakers. I've just gotten word via Twitter Ooh. that they have been pushed back. Oh. They were originally uh, scheduled to drop tomorrow. Oh. They will not. They are now releasing on March twenty second. Shame, shame. So you've got a little. You've got a few extra weeks to uh, make money. Just, yeah, to, to to put some pennies in that piggy yeah, bank. Yeah, because uh, probably going to be two hundred twenty five. And, and get your get your money right. They're not cheap. Get your money up. But they're the best around. Follow us on Instagram at oysters clams cockles on Twitter at clams and cockles. You can like us on Facebook dot com slash oysters clams and cockles. Oysters, clams, cockles, no and on Facebook. Character limits. Uh, every day we're going to put up photos and videos and stuff that we think y'all will enjoy. Obviously Game of Thrones themed related and uh, mostly humorous. You can also follow me, Ross Bolin, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at W-R-B-O-L-E-N, at W-R-Bolin. And make sure you listen to my other show, my other podcast, the Ross Bolin Podcast. It comes out three times a week, typically like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, just depends. Three episodes a week, uh, every week. Most recently, we've had on Arian Foster, Justin Halpern. Today's episode features uh, a representative from Austin Pets Alive talking to us all about uh, how adopting pets it plays a role in, in the city of Austin specifically and then in society as a whole and just animals in general. Cool episode. So listen to the Ross Bolin podcast. It's available all the same places that OCC is available. Listen to Club Cool. Also available all the places OCC is available. Support Barrett and I's other projects. We would very much appreciate that. And be sure to follow us on social media as well. All right. We will stop talking. Valar Morgulis. Try to say it, Barrett. Try to say it. Valar Morgulis. It's hard on a microphone. I can say it in my car by myself. Valar Morgulis. Valar Morgulis. You know what? Two weeks from now, I'm gonna bring in one of those King in the North beers, ah. and I'm just gonna I'm, I'm gonna sip it on on mic. Oh yeah? Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. Whatever I can smoke weed in here. <laughs> I don't think. Probably not. We're you can indoors. be the beer sommelier, and you can smell it and tell me what notes. There, I can do that. I can yeah. do that. I can tell you all about the tennis balls and the oats yeah, and there the you go. grain and the wheat and water hose. And Valar Morgulis. Bye bye.